Hello and welcome to the show. You know, one of the worst things you can do is to allow sin to have a foothold in your life. In this digital age, it is easier than ever to give in to that temptation. Pornography is destroying marriages, families, and relationships. Well, Covenant Eyes offers two apps that give you one simple path to victory. First, the Covenant Eyes sensor app operates in the background of your devices, monitoring them for concerning activity and blocking explicit content. Second, the Victory app provides your ally with the most up-to-date information about your online activity. If explicit activity is detected, an alert will pop up encouraging them to contact you. The Victory app is also full of resources and courses to help you grow in your battle against lust. Covenant Eyes gives you the tools you need to make the right decisions when you are tempted online. You know, Covenant Eyes has helped 1.5 million people find freedom from porn, and maybe it can help you too. Just go to CovenantEyes.com and use my promo code behind the mic, that's M-I-K-E, at checkout, and try it free for 30 days. Hey, thanks for joining us today. So what is that thing in your life that prevents you from being all that God has called you to be? That thing that whispers, you aren't good enough, or you can't possibly do that. That thing doesn't always have to be something that is bad or sinful. For Brandon Scott, that thing was food. Brandon weighed in at nearly 700 pounds when he realized that he needed to make a change. That change wasn't easy, but I think his story will inspire you to no longer accept the status quo. I know it has for me. God has great things in store for you, just as he did for Brandon. Welcome back to Behind the Mic Conversations of Hope. Today, I am with Brandon Scott, who is a talented musician from Columbus, Ohio, uh, who is on his way to a career in Christian music. However, Brandon needed to overcome some major obstacles to clear the way to that dream. You may have seen him on TLC series, My 600 Pound Life. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike, for having me. I really appreciate it. It's great being here. So we, we actually just recently connected. Um, my son and his girlfriend were at one of your shows. While they were there, she texted me and said, you got to check out Brandon Scott. And so I immediately got online and found out a little bit about your story. So I, I, wanna, I, I really don't know much. I want to, uh, along with my listeners, I want to uh, have you share uh, about you, uh, where you're at, what you're doing. And um, so how are things going? How are you doing? Yeah, everything is going great. I um, I'm I'm living out the the very tip and beginning of my dream that uh, that God has just placed in my heart, and I'm loving every moment of it. The highs, the lows, um, they're all part of a greater goal. And even at the lowest moments, which are the toughest moments, are there's there's some great experiences happening throughout those. So. Um, really enjoying it. I uh, went all the way from, you know, living a life of, of death, really, all, to mm. living out the, the best part of what God always had in store for me. Yeah. When you started uh, making some major changes in your life, you weighed 718 pounds. What led to that moment? Yeah. Um, so I was, 
I don't know if there was a specific thing that led to me being at my biggest. My biggest was actually 686 pounds um, on uh, TLC, my 600-pound life. They do embellish the weight um, for a more dramatic appeal to the to the audience. Um, sure. I guess 718 probably hits a little harder. But part of my story is that um, I think the world is important for the world to know that even at 686, which was my actual starting weight, there's no difference. Um, you're dying. If you're at 686, yeah. you're dying. If you're at 718, that's you're right. dying. You're killing yourself. And uh, that's a harsh reality that I didn't ex- accept at first. So to your question, I don't know of a specific thing that led to that point. It was just a series of bad habits that turned into uh an, an out of control snowball effect for me. And that's another thing that while on that show, um, a lot of times the producers didn't want me to, to tell that part because it doesn't sound as dramatic as some sort of trauma that's happened to me to cause right. that to happen. Um, yeah. But here's why it's so important. For years, I watched that show, My 600 Pound Life. I watched this for years before I was on it. And it never hit home to me that I was one of them, that I was the mm. same as those people. It never once occurred to me that I was the same. And some people may think that's just delusional. But the reason why it didn't hit home for me is because of all of that embellishment that happens on the show. Some, A lot of it's real. A lot of it, people live those exact lives that you see. But yeah. when they embellish to the point where... Um, you have a full-time caretaker or or don't have anyone taking care of you and you're living in filth and um, you can't use the restroom on your own. You, you, you can't do every, everyday normal things. When you're 686, as I was, and still doing all of those things on my own, um, still going out to church, going to the grocery store, going to work. I still worked every day. Um, I took care of myself. And so therefore, I, it didn't hit home with me. I, it didn't register that I was just like them on TV yeah. because, hey, at least I'm not 718. Hey, at least I can go to the bathroom by myself and bathe myself and tie my own shoes. And all of these things I was able to do on my own made that very unrelatable. And yeah. so I didn't do anything about it until I kept growing and growing and growing and growing. Um it wasn't until uh, at the time, my girlfriend, Taylor, it wasn't until she just happened to be crossing through the living room as I'm watching my 600 pound life. And she saw her opportunity to just throw out there, you should apply to be on that show. And then she vanished from the room as fast as she could because out of fear <laughs> of how I might feel yeah. from that statement. But that was a life changing moment for me. It, that hit home. When she thought mm. that I was to the point where I could apply to be on that show, um, that just registered differently, differently than anyone else who's ever cared about me, who mentioned something about my health. Yeah. Um, that moment is what the turning point was and changed everything for me. Well, and, and really, it's not like, I mean, we, so we would watch that show and we would go, how do you even get there? But for you right. and, and for everybody else, it's not like you wake up one day and you weigh 700 pounds or 686 pounds. Right. You know, it's a, right. it's a gradual process. And we all, we all have something in our lives that we allow to slowly take us to places we don't want to go. 
a lot of a lot of right. those long term things we don't even recognize ourselves. So so it took Taylor uh, just to slip in a room and and make one statement. And that was one of my questions too. Was when did you say I need to change? And it sounds like it was that moment. Yes, absolutely. It was just that moment. And, you know, I never looked back from that moment. So this is, you know, before I was ever, I ever put the application in and auditioned and went through the whole grueling process of getting onto the show. My mind had already been made up. Like, it doesn't matter if I get on the show or not. It doesn't matter if the show is legitimate, if the doctor really helps. It doesn't matter. None of that matters to me. This I have to change because she cared about me so much and I cared about her so much. And yeah. that just hit me in a different way, in a different light. My mom has told me for years to try this show, try that show or try this remedy, this method. And none of it, as much as she really cared about me and I knew she really cared about me and my mom, I, none of it hit sure. home the same because, you know, yeah. sometimes it just takes the right person to say the same thing <laughs> that yeah. other people were trying to tell you and. That yeah, was the defining yeah, moment so for me. You you mentioned uh that you went to church and you did most of those normal things. Um Yes. What was it like for you out in public? I, I saw a clip of you at the Columbus airport and um mm-hmm. and you were just weeping. And um so mm-hmm. tell us tell us about some of the experiences you had. Um people aren't nice. And and I, I think right. that's one thing too is when we see somebody we make immediate judgments about people and um, can you talk to that and 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 what what you experienced? Oh yeah, absolutely. So every single day, um, doing normal everyday activities, there was always this fear at all times. Anytime I was in public, that someone was going to pass a look or even a comment to say something that would, that was, you know, was very hurtful. And it, and it did happen often. Most of the time it was kids because kids don't know better and they're still learning and growing. And um, they see something that's very abnormal. They speak about it very loudly and clearly and you hear it. And so um, it was mostly fear of that. Um, But even sometimes there was even an adult or two that just couldn't, prevent themselves from staring at you like like you were a sideshow and so my fear was always that my fear was always um is that i always had to think about you know the doorways what are they like i had to think about the chairs what are they Mm -hmm. like um are there armrests on the chairs am i going to be able to fit in them um that was I, i could never just enjoy the moment or be in the moment of whatever i was doing um because there was always just a fear of some sort of negative result of me being out in public. So um, I didn't let it stop me from going out, but definitely 100%, it definitely held me back from going out as often as I wanted to. I did not want to go out on, on dates as often as, you know, take Taylor out on dates as often as I, um, I didn't take her out as often as I wanted to, I should say. Um, And that slowly dwindled down into us just doing a lot of, home date nights, you know, because, yeah. because of that. And I never mentioned it out loud to her that that was why, but I just, I'm sure she understood like going yeah. out was just taxing. So even yeah. going to church, um, something I like to, I don't know. I, I kind of bring it up every now and then with Taylor, even because it was just significant to me where I had this thing to where, um, 
if I was walking, I couldn't be doing any other thing, including talking, because it was just that extra little bit of effort. It was a struggle to have a conversation and walk at the same time <laughs> because there was a yeah. lot of energy that I was using to walk. And yeah. so I, I had this little rule, like when she would ask me a question or, or bring up, a, start a conversation while we were walking from the car to the door or anywhere, I would have, I, hey, I can't talk right now. Let's talk when we get there. Let's get to the mm. destination. I get a seat, catch my breath, and then we can talk. Um, yeah. I can't even believe that it was that way. Um or going to church, they have this little drop-off area at the front to where normally people use that for elderly or, or someone who's physically disabled. And I had to have her drop me off at that door because I couldn't walk from the parking lot to the front door. Um, even walking from that drop-off area through the front door into the lobby where I could find a seat and wait for her to come from the, the parking lot, that was very taxing. So I mean, I thank God that's all behind me. Never yeah, looking back on yeah. that. Um, it's good to remember it. It's good to remember yeah. it. it. It helps to continue on uh, in the right direction. So yeah, that's right. Having those memories. You, um, you alluded to it. Your faith is really important to you. Um, can you talk about your faith yes. growing up and 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 where you're at right now? Absolutely. Um, so I was very lucky to have always grown up in church. Um, I don't remember a time um, that I wasn't in church or, you know, at a time that I didn't have, you know, um, just a very strong uh, Christian background. Um, I think I was at a, a, even as a small child, I was at a a Catholic school and everything. So there's just, there's always been God in my life, just in different ways. Um, But, um, you know, I think there's just a certain age that you just hit where you actually come to understand what it is you're actually doing rather than just going with mom and dad to church, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and that for me happened at, uh, well, I want to say I was maybe nine or 10 years old. Um, and there was a, a church I went to in Hilliard, Ohio, suburb of Columbus, um, called Cypress Wesleyan. And, they had a youth group there and I was very shy back then. I talk a lot now, but back then, <laughs> back then I did not <laughs> talk so much um, at all. And my mom made me go to this youth group. And really all I wanted to do was uh, sit in, in the actual adult service with her. And uh, she made yeah. me go because she knew I was shy and wanted me to meet new, you know, Christian friends and, and yeah. just, you know, be like a normal kid. So um, so I went to this youth group called The Storm, and I had uh, Pastor Cujo was our youth pastor. And, man, it was – those were the days. Those were the, the greatest times of my life just because there was so much amazing fellowship happening there. And I was just learning about God, and um, that just instilled a willingness, a wanting to continue to grow in Christ and I'll never forget one of the youth sermons that Cujo did um, was saying he was talking about being fully submerged in Christ, not just knee deep, how people mm, like to go yeah. to the pool and just get knee deep because it's cold. And it's, it's, yeah. it's shocking to the body when they get in the water. So they get knee deep. They never really make it all the way in. Those people that come and they sit on the edge of the pool and just put their feet in the water like and not being that sort of Christian, the type of Christian that wants to go all the way in fully submerged and and so that that still resonates with me now 
Um, and I've just always, from that one Sunday of that one teaching, I've always just strived to be fully submerged in Christ. And so what that means for me it, is to have Christ involved in every single decision that I make. And that's not always easy. That's not always easy because sometimes you thinking that way, you discover, well, this, he's not in that decision. So you have to make a new that's one. Right. You have to make a new decision. So, yeah. 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 That I think uh, that is worth uh, the podcast alone. Just just that story, uh, and when you have a, a, a pastor named Cujo, you know that yes. there's something going on there. Uh, so, right. <laughs> so um, yeah, I really love that because I think that's the difference. And you know, we we see statistics today that um, you know such a high percentage of people that consider themselves Christians don't go to church, don't read their Bible, mm-hmm. they don't pray. I think uh, I think when I was growing up, it was very well accepted that most people were just Christian families. You know, a lot of people went to church. A lot of people had that belief. But I think we've seen, and this is this is the way the enemy works: is to creep in slowly, kind of like you gaining the weight. It just you creep in. It creeps in slowly, and all of a sudden, you find yourself if you stop and and pause, and you find yourself like, where am I at, and what am I doing? And I right. think um, that to combat that, I think it really is. And, and the Bible, you know, especially through the Gospels and, and, and Paul's letters, speaks very highly of keeping Christ at the center of your life. And when you do that, and that is your standard, the stuff that you're hearing, the garbage that you're hearing this and, and seeing and experiencing in our society doesn't affect you, or at least as much. And it keeps you grounded. Uh, so if you're not completely sold out to Christ, um, right. you can find yourself in dangerous places. And so yes. I, I really like that, and I'll remember that as well, uh, thanks to yeah. Pastor Cujo. That's a great yes. story. Um, so uh, it's July 2022. How has your life changed? Mm-hmm. And uh, and what's next for uh, Brandon Scott? Yeah, yeah so... Life has changed so much. Um, as part of my my process of growing in and learning who I really was always meant to be, um, with the weight loss and the TV show, I, I very early on in that weight loss process, um, I started to gain this confidence that I never had in myself. I started to care about me and. By the way, I never did. I never cared about me. I spoke sure. a lot of death over my own life because I just didn't believe in myself. I mean, I went from looking in the mirror and telling myself, like, it's a shame that you lived through the night, verbally, out loud, mm. to being in a place now to where I can't wait to see what's what's going to happen in this day. Today, I'm excited yeah. about it. Um, and it's like being born all over again and just having this refreshment of life. And so um, where I'm at now, I'm living out my dream, working on my music career. Um, I've always wanted to be a musician, a paid musician who can support a family based off of that music. And then in addition to that, that music, I've you know chosen to go with the Christian genre because I just have all of this thanks to give back to God for sparing mm-hmm. me. I, I don't, yeah. um, I know I don't deserve it. 
I know that I didn't earn it. And all I can do is continue to to try to earn what the life I've been given. And so um, until until he calls me home. And so uh, where I'm at now is just really trying to grow my career. I'm trying to uh, always make sure I'm taking steps in the right direction, riding out those lows when there's not much going on and waiting for the next high to come and climb up that hill. And uh, so I have a lot of uh, shows happening all the time and in Nashville where I'm currently at and I uh, travel and tour as well and uh, trying to take it to the next level to where all those shows are full band. Right now, most of my shows are just acoustic sets. And so I uh, want to get to the point where they're all full band and I want to end up working with some other amazing artists and playing on shows with the other artists and collaborations and then uh, hopefully have my own major tour sometime soon. Yeah. That's awesome. And you just answered some questions as, as where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years from now? Um, and why did you choose the Christian genre? I think, um, I think you're on the right path when your answer is because I want to give back to God what he's done for me. I, you know, as I was scrolling through and looking and learning about Brandon Scott, uh, I went to, of course, Wikipedia and um, went to the show, and I was so uh, saddened reading through the seasons and the contestants, their weight, where they're at now. And I mm-hmm. was scrolling down and has died, has died, yep. has died, mm-hmm. has died. Mm-hmm. Yep. So sad. And I and I know yeah. one of one of the things I believe very strongly is that if you are living and breathing god has a plan and a purpose for your life and um i don't know where those people were at in their lives uh who've passed away but um god had a plan for them and i want to say if you're listening to this right now if you're not listening then you wouldn't know i guess but if you're if you're listening right now i just want to encourage you and i know brandon wants to encourage you to seek out the Lord in your life. Sit down, read His Word, talk to someone who is a, a strong believer, um, because God's got a plan for your life. And if you're not seeing His plan unfolding in your life, then you're missing out. Um, and I think mm-hmm. your story, Brandon, is is a perfect example of that. Where you were, where you are now, it's such a light, a, a, a dark to light situation. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just you saying, enough is enough. I'm going to yes. do something to change this because I believe God's got a plan for my life and he's using you now. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm so encouraged by that. Um, yeah. So, so exciting. Um, what, what do you want to say to those out there uh, that are struggling, whether it's maybe they're struggling with their weight, maybe it's another challenge. Yeah. We all have something that we've dealt with or, or may still be dealing with that is, you know, struggling and, and toxifying, um, there's strongholds. There's a, so there's a song that I have that's released actually, um, called handcuffed to a demon. When mm. you put Christian artists and a song title handcuffed to a demon, it, it can be alarming at first. Like, wait, that sounds really odd for a song title for a Christian artist. What's going on <laughs> in that song? I'm sure I haven't I haven't experienced it yet, but I'm sure there are people that just click next because they don't even want to <laughs> speak the word demon. Um, but demon does not have to be just an actual demon um, that mm-hmm. we've 
read about in the Bible even. Um, it, a demon could be anything that has a stronghold on your life. Um, yeah. Um, and being handcuffed to that demon is something that when you've dealt with addiction or of any sort, it could be a sexual addiction, it could be a drug or, or alcohol. In my case, it was a food addiction. Um, if you are dealing with something like that, it's really, really difficult to fully break free from. And I'm not saying people haven't, but it's the acknowledgement that there's still that underlying element of being an alcoholic or uh, addicted to drugs or whatever. You have to be careful all the time because that yeah, demon right. will quickly pull you back in if you don't mm -hmm. acknowledge it's there. I've overcome it or I'm overcoming it. Yeah. And here's the, the ways that I have done that or I'm doing that. Um, and I'm going to always revisit this every day. Otherwise, like you had mentioned earlier, Mike, um, at some point you wake up and realize, oh, shoot, I'm fully back. I'm handcuffed to that demon still. So that yeah. song, um, I often begin that song with a short soliloquy about, um, you know, this is your anthem to break free from that. Stronghold mm, yeah. That um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I probably strayed away from the original question, but uh, yeah, I love that, and and that that is such an encouragement to those who are out there. Uh, your demon, as you said, was uh, was food. Um, yes. How much weight in the end? How much weight did you lose? Yeah, that's a great question. I lost five hundred pounds. Five hundred pounds. Uh, yeah, five hundred pounds, and um, I still carry with me. A very strong re reminder, um, I have 75 pounds of skin to be removed. Mm. And I don't, I don't carry it on purpose because I, I need the reminder. Trust me, I would, I'd rather uh, yeah. go ahead and get it going, get it gone. But uh, it's going to be three to four surgeries to get it all mm. removed. Um, and that's going to be a lot of time off work. And I'm just so excited with what God's doing in my life with music. Yeah. I just... I can't bear to think to be off for that much time. Um, if I yeah. if I were to have those surgeries consecutively with the heel time, it's going to take me a little over a year. Oh of wow! Not of not doing anything. So yeah. um, that that you know doesn't seem as appetizing <laughs> as what's going on in my life currently. So I just ride with it, and it it actually is a reminder because you know even with that. A lot of people don't don't notice it or say anything to me about it, but every now and then someone will notice and be like, "Man, you you must have lost a lot of weight because they see the skin," and yeah. um, or you know, just me myself when I when I'm you know getting dressed in the morning and stuff. It's it's a reminder of where I've come from, so I've learned to live with it. It's not a big deal to me, but yeah. So the, those are your scars. Um, we all right. have scars that we go through life mm -hmm. with and, uh, yeah, scars are, scars are a good reminder, um, keeps us grounded oh, yeah. and, uh, hopefully we'll get rid of that someday. Um, uh, but yes. in the meantime, uh, like you said, it's a, it's a great reminder to all of us that we have scars and, uh, those scars don't have to be sad things. They can be great reminders of where we've been and, uh, that we're making right. progress. So Brandon, um, I saw earlier you had a guitar with you there. I would love to. Uh, I, I would love. I would love to hear something from you, yeah. um, knowing that you know we're, we're not in a studio, so it's not going to sound right. as great as it, it would. But uh, uh, tell us, tell us what you're going to play for us, and um, and a little bit about it. Sure. Um, well, I kind of thought 
I would like to sing a, a song called Thank You. Because um, I'm very thankful to be on the show here. I'm very thankful for uh, what what God has done in my life. And this song just brings a lot of joy to my heart. And I just, my hope is that it does the same for listeners. Um, just to express that gratitude in the way that God has gifted me. So God has given us all gifts to mm. share with the world. This is just my version of the same gift that he's instilled in everyone. So this is called Thank You. Deserve your mercy, Lord. And God, 
Wow. Wow. Appreciate that. That was awesome. I love it. I appreciate it. Take my money, man. That was great. (laughs) All right. So my next question is, where do we get your music? Yes. um, You can download on any streaming platform. Spotify seems to be the most popular one, uh, but any mm-hmm. any streaming platform you can find my music. So right now, the only thing released is the Handcuff to a Demon song. Yeah. Um, my next one is called Buffer. That'll be out in a couple of months. And so okay. that song is just about no matter how tough you think you are and how strong a Christian you think you are, the truth is we all still sometimes need that cushion to our heart. Um, and or that buffer to your heart, yeah. um, and it talks about how God is that buffer. So mm. uh, for me, every time something's about to hit me hard, I know it would have hit a lot harder if that's God right. wasn't there buffering mm, the yeah, blow. That's good. <laughs> I'll tell that's you, good. It's, it would have been a different story if if He wasn't that buffer, and and so it's just a little easier when something does hit me to to feel and understand like hey man good thing good thing god was there for that because yeah lord knows what it would have been without him that right there is a great testimony it's so true yeah all right where can we where can listeners learn more about you um uh, social media website anything where where can we connect with you sure um so on social media facebook you can find me at uh brandon scott 600 pound life I haven't changed that name over because I think it's a it's a great way for two different audiences to come together and, and yeah. see what I'm about and where I'm going. Yeah. Um, then on Instagram, you can find me at the real underscore Brandon Scott. I chose that, by the way, because there was a fake one messaging people on my behalf. And I, <laughs> I had to put this the real one. I'm the real. It happens. So it the real. Happens. Yeah. The real underscore Brandon Scott. Um TikTok, uh, I'm bmusic85. I'm just starting to join in on TikTok. I'm not really sure what I'm doing there yet, but I'll figure it out. And then my website is to be announced sometime very soon. I'm actually working on it as we as we speak. This it's in the works. Awesome. Do let me know when that comes out, and we'll get that okay. out there for you so that our listeners can sure. share it as well. Man, I have been so inspired by you. Uh, this is a Saturday morning, and it's gloomy outside here in Ohio, and that just made my day. That song alone and your testimony is so amazing. I know God's going to continue to use that in amazing awesome. ways. Um, Brandon, I know that uh, you're going to be you're you're already performing in places, um, and so once that website's up, I'm sure we'll have events listed there that where we can go. But I hope to see you one day. Um, yes. At, at major events, um, the closest for me is uh, is Toledo, Ohio, right up the road from okay. me here, and um, some okay. major venues, and, and start to see you opening for some big acts. And um, and by the way, if there's any producers out there, any uh, recording labels, if there are any, is anybody out there listening to this? Man, you got to be impressed because that sounded great, and we are basically on a Zoom call. So check this guy out, Brandon Scott. Thank you so much for being with us today. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate you. Brandon just had a full band concert in Columbus, Ohio last week, and I'm sure that he is on his way to fulfilling the dream that God has placed on his heart. 
we'll be following Brandon and we will be sure to have him back. Uh, make sure you follow him on social media and watch for that website to come out. So how about you? What is the weight that you are carrying around that holds you back from doing what God is asking you to do? It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter how far you've fallen or how bad you think you are. God is there. He still loves you and he has a plan for your life. Step out. And if you don't know Jesus, but Brandon's story has resonated with you, know that you are loved and that God wants to be the center of your life. Jesus died as a sacrifice to wipe out your sin. All you need to do is accept him and allow him to be the foundation in your life. Find a Christian friend or a Bible-believing church and let them know you want to give your life to Jesus. Hey, I want to thank you for listening. Would you help me out by subscribing to the show? rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. We want this show to keep growing and reaching more people, and you can help just by doing those things. Make sure you follow us on social media and sign up for our newsletter at BehindTheMic.net. And remember, if your life is grounded in Jesus, even in the darkest times, there is hope. There is hope.